We are Coming In Hot, the podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beach for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sack. All right. Now, I always start this off with saying that we have a very special guest, but we do have the specialist. Yes. <laughs> we got the specialist in the building. We got the co-owner of Flamingo House and Darling Aviary. But this guy, I, I met him about a month ago, and he continues on a daily basis to just change the game. Whatever he has his hands in is going to be what everybody else is going to do afterwards. If you don't know who I'm talking about, we're talking about Amadeu Gonzalez. Hey, what up, Deu? What's up, Cecil? How you doing, man? Uh, Thank you, know, you so much. Hey, yeah, man. I felt like a pro wrestler. Hey, man, that's what I do. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get you pumped up to come on coming in hot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I ain't yeah. just going to give you no regular-ass entrance. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> hey, so we we gonna start back, you know, like just are you from SAC? Like how how yeah. you know, like where where are you from in SAC? Yeah, yeah, from SAC, man. My uh, my parents are, are both uh, from immigrant families. My my dad's from Cape Verdeans uh, background. My mom Mexicana. They both met in SAC. They they both grew up around like uh, kind of um, Franklin Fruit Ridge area. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, a humble pretty, beginning for Amadeu. Okay. Yeah, man, just just grinding. My mom, uh, you know, cut hair. My dad, uh, correction officer, and they just kind of uh, moved out to um, to to Elk Grove. Uh, ended up ended up uh, transferring on Elk Grove when, they, when Elk Grove was had a. I mean, still got a solid football squad, but it was like golden years, late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, and. Uh, so they transferred me out there, and uh, back then you could transfer out there if you took a FFA. Mm. So my, my best friend Marcus Riley, he ended up playing at Fresno, doing some big things on the field. I was too damn small. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Aren't we all, man? I was a basketball player. I was a I was a power forward, but you know, as soon as college hit, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I got it in me. <laughs> I gotta find some else. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, man. So um, went out to high school out there. Spent most of my my twenties kind of roaming around, living in Mexico, doing a lot of like uh, uh, hitchhiking in South America. I just kind of turned nomad for a while, and, and uh, so what, had... what made you do that? Like, what 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 got you to you know you 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 went to Laguna, right? I ended up going to Elk Grove. Oh, you so... went to Elk Grove. Okay. Yeah, yeah, went and, out to Elk Grove. And then from Elk Grove, hey, you know, the football thing ain't going to work for me. What made you just be like, fuck it, I'm going to go put a backpack on? Because that's adventurous. That's nothing that just regular people do. What was yeah, that yeah. What was that decision and what, what made you do it? Man, I think uh, I got a little partial scholarship to go up to Linfield College and play football after, after Elk Grove and – Knocked myself out one too many times. This is before all the CTE yeah. yep. stuff, you know what I mean? Which is super helpful. And I'm glad I was like thinking like, man, this isn't right. Like I shouldn't be dizzy when you wake up. My third concussion by 20. Yeah. Doesn't feel right. So uh so I hung up the pads and, and transferred to Sac State. And I think that that 
transition was like, damn, this like defined me as a kid, you know, it was like football or sports usually is like that ticket into, into college. Like if you're good enough, then this is the way you can get in. And this is the way, you know, you can get education, but still the idea of education is a little still kind of as abstract thing. Cause in high school, just trying to get good enough grades to, so you could play on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the question isn't like to do, to excel for me, at least. I mean, everybody around me wanted me to, but I think that like, you know, football was kind of the identity of, of how I looked at myself and to lose that was like, it was a beautiful thing in a sense. Cause I was like, you know what? I just got to dip. I just got to dip. And um, I went to go study in Mexico for a year. And then that just gave me the bug. And then after that, um, moved back for, for a little bit. And then uh, there was a, uh, uh, it was an ad on like, damn, maybe it was even, I don't think it was MySpace. I don't know if it was that long ago, but maybe Facebook and for a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had just watched the movie Motorcycle Diaries, one of my favorite movies, top, top five uh, story of like young Che Guevara. And uh, it's just a beautiful movie, Motorcycle Diaries. Um, with Gael Garcia, one of his early movies. Okay. And um, it's beautiful. He, him and his best friend, they end up, it's based on true story. They get on a motorcycle and try to drive around the continent of, of South America, essentially. And, and that was just like the craziest thing to me that I was like, can't, can I just maybe hitchhike it? I don't know. My, my mom wanted to kill me. <laughs> and uh, bought the ticket for a week later. And next, you know, I was, uh, you know, in uh, like Patagonia thinking, all right, now I just got to keep going up and just kept getting rides and, and jumping on buses and made my way. It, it took a while, but made it back to SAC. And then, um, how long yeah. were you going for? Shoot, man, Mexico probably a year and a half. And I came back real quick and went down. It was probably like almost a year traveling. Okay. Um, just little by little, you know, it was kind of, it was before, you know, it's a little bit easier. I think with like, um, with smartphones and stuff. Cause this was like 2000, I mean, eight, something like, it wasn't as, you know, you still go into internet cafes and um, it wasn't like the whole network of like, you no know, kind of backpacking now. It's, it's, it's a lot better now, especially in some regions. Like, like you had map quest, you know, like, is that, <laughs> is that kind of how you got around? Not even man, just asking people. When I mean, okay. I got some, Harry situations. I, uh, I got really <laughs> sick, man. I, I, I stayed in the Amazon for a couple months with the, a tribe to just, uh, it was some dude just told me, Hey man, you can talk to so-and-so and then so-and-so and he'll give you a ride. And then three days later you'll be in a, it's, it was called the, shoot, I forgot the name, but it was outside of, it was used La Paz, Bolivia uh-huh. as the to get into uh Runabake, Runabake or something like that in the Amazon in Bolivia. And, uh, got super sick out there actually uh, trying, trying some, um, some chicken that I knew was bad for sure. <laughs> for sure. I was like, you know, you know, I'm like, this is not good. Like yeah. this shit moving into this, but out of respect, every, you know, I was the, I was the, the visitor and, and uh, ate it. went in for it and came back and I was sick. And after I got back to sack for like a year, it was crazy. Uh, Oh, wow. Oh, wow, man. I got, a bunch of crazy stuff happened down there, but that really kind of opened up my spirit and kind of tapping into that, you know, change, you know, just having football be my identity mm-hmm. and then kind of thrown into like two, two and a half years of just trying to figure it out and realizing, man, it's probably better that I figure out what I, what I don't want to do rather than like, 
deal with the pressure of picking that one thing that is me. You know what I mean? I think sometimes kids, we, uh, we teach our youth and we're socially programmed to like, hey, what's your thing? And it's like, sometimes that's like a lot of pressure for somebody who doesn't know or maybe has a bunch of things, you know? And that's when I kind of at that moment really found out, all right, I'm going to do my shit. I'm going to do something that I enjoy. It's not always going to be roses and it's fluffy comfortableness. You know what I mean? But uh, sometimes it's raw and sometimes uh, that's needed to kind of like figure out what the hell you want to do next. And that was like that transition. So, so what were you, what were you looking for? Or were you just like, I'm just gonna, you know, like, I don't want to be a football player. I don't want to be known for that. Like, I'm just going to bounce it. There was nothing that you're looking for. You're, you're gone for a minute. You're gone. What? Two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. In total, probably about that much. Yeah. And then I wasn't really looking for anything, man. I, cool. I just, uh, I was trying the things that I, that I liked. I got a job as like a real estate agent in Mexico for a year and, and then I worked at a restaurant down there and just, I was like, I, at one point I was like, man, this is great. I just have flip flops, shorts, and a shirt. This is like the three things I wear every day. Yeah. And like, I was grinding, but uh, it was just nice to just dip and, and, and kind of have that, that reset. And, and then when I came back, it was like, you know, I, I just really, really remembered how much I, I loved growing up in SAC yeah. and how, how proud I was of uh, the, you know, the progress that had been made, you know, around that time. And, and, uh, Mayor Johnson was actually just starting to, um, really get some traction in, in SAC and came back, had a couple odd end jobs. And, and, uh, all of a sudden he called me one day, um, I was volunteering for him and I, I swear it was a prank call. I think I maybe hung up twice. Like, now nah, I thought my cousins were prank calling me like, Hey, this is the mayor. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So you come back to SAC, you know, you on your deathbed pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> for a year. And then you start volunteering for Mayor Johnson and he just boom calls you out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. I think he maybe saw me running around, maybe saw a sense of, you know, my panic to want to maybe do a good job and figure out what, what I was doing. And uh I was bar backing at dive bar. It was it was dive bar, district thirty, pizza rock opened mm-hmm. up. I mean, yeah, this is a little bit after, yeah. So Cause I remember where I was, I was in the hallway and I was, I was taking some cups to go get washed and my phone just keeps getting blown up by this private number. Like, what the hell? Pick it up. Hey, this is Mary Johnson. And immediately I just hung up. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, I was like there's, there's no way. Uh, she's my cousins. You know, I'm like volunteering just to think, cause I was thinking maybe I want to go to law school. I was really into education at that time. Uh, well, I, like, I was really starting to appreciate education at that time, yeah. you know, from that point going forward. Um, Cause yeah, once football was stripped, it was like, man, I got to learn something. Otherwise they're going to kick me out. Mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. that, that bargaining chip. So, uh, so yeah, he, he, I, something, something happened. I think he, he heard that I was working a bunch of jobs and I maybe was uh, just as, as crazy as him in the sense of like not sleeping and just, moving. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But, uh, he saw something in me and I was really appreciative that he, 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 uh, he called me back after that. He's like, Hey man, this, this is, this is Kevin. Just don't, don't hang up. Like, I'm like, hey, are you there? Are you there? <laughs> I'm like, uh, damn. And at that moment, I'm like, my fate, you know, you get, 
when you get caught doing something as a kid or something, your face gets hot. <laughs> Actually, your skin starts to get hot, like tingling. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I don't, like, so I was like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is him. I'm trying to lock it up. And uh, he goes, yeah, you want to, can we get a coffee tomorrow? I go, yeah, sure. Next, you know, I we're walking to Old Soul over there on, on, uh, on Broadway, Oak Park. And, mm-hmm. and uh, walking right into, uh, meet him there and walking to uh, Underground Books. And it's, it's uh, his wife, Michelle Ree, his mom. And it was just like, hey, how you doing? We want to know about you. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I was not ready for this. I was washing dishes last night. And now I'm sitting there with Mayor Johnson asking, wanted to know about me and wanted to offer me a job. It was just, it was surreal. It just didn't make sense. Um, I'll tell uh, you what he saw in you. He saw, I always tell my managers, I I go off of movements and, you know, there's only certain moves that chefs know or like really good like cooks. They could never have worked in a restaurant before, but I could walk into a kitchen and be like, keep an eye on this guy. And it's usually like my next supervisor or manager, just because I know like there's a certain movement that cooks do. And like just the way they're like kind of just meticulous about the movement, him being an athlete, you being an athlete, maybe he saw that that hustle in you and that movement in you that just kind of clicked with them, you know? So maybe that was it. I'm just kind of shooting the shit, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's funny you say like just the athlete thing. I was, I was actually interviewing a, a a really nice young guy yesterday. And that's one of the questions I usually ask people is, Hey, have you ever played sports? You know, it's not like you got to be a collegiate athlete, pro Mm -hmm. athlete, but there is, like you said, like the movement, there's a certain, there's a certain thing that, athletes are going to look out for, especially like team sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain intensity that's kind of commonly understood with like, Hey man, get your, get your fucking man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's, not, it's not disrespectful. Uh, and it's not like necessarily a hierarchy, like power move. It's like, yo, we're, come on, like you do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing. And we do our thing. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. There's an understanding. Yep. Uh, um, so yeah, I was, he took me in and I mean, uh, worked a bunch of different, bunch of different jobs working for that office was uh was incredible we need to finish what that conversation was oh. when you walked into <laughs> underground books i did oh, yeah. i was i'm sorry i interrupted you i was just no, i just no, had the thought oh, yeah. but no we gotta have this conversation when you walked in you got the mayor you got his moms you got his wife you know, your face probably burning up hot again. You probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just, you know, they just want to know about me and said, hey, we got this, we got this position um, that was going to be for his, uh, you know, next, next campaign run um, to help with, like, the, the fundraising team and, um and go to like, you know, these fundraising dinners and, and, and help set them up. And then that kind of just spun into like a bunch of different responsibilities and, and anything from like kind of more for me at that level, high level stuff, you know, reviewing like, I don't know, a speech or whatever, you know, it's like kind of substantively important. I'm like, what the hell to like, Hey man, like I'll run and go get lunch for the office. Like it was just like everything. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but that conversation was really, it was really cool. It was, a, 
it was, I was just, I was trying to figure out what the goal was. I was like, I was like, man, first it's the coffee. Now I'm meeting you, mom. Yeah. And, and soon to be wife. And I, and I was reading about her actually uh, with um, uh, Teach for America and, and you know, big charter school movement, just everything. She was doing a bunch of really good stuff at that time. And, mm-hmm. and um, so I was like, man, this is crazy. Like you, I was just reading about you being involved in like, I think it was education stuff in DC and now you're here being from SAC. Uh, the one interaction that I had with mayor Johnson. Uh, and I remember crystal like clear was my dad came home one day and picked up my cousins and I, he all bought us a Spalding rubber basketball just at like, you know, pay less or whatever. And, uh, and we went to hoop it up and the hoop it up was at William land park and it was, cracking i mean mm-hmm. i was like what yeah as a little kid i'm like guys are dunking on real hoops like yep. what happened yeah now? yeah and uh sure enough my dad was like hey that that's kj run run and grab him and i just he just told me like you know looked at me like get to him and there's a bunch of people around so i'm a little kid i'm ducking and diving through this crowd with the ball and uh i swear it was like my last ditch effort and i saw the back of his shirt and i just like grabbed it pretty much like pulled him back and I'll never free turn around and looked at me super intense. Cause he probably like, who the, like who's baking on my shirt? He looked at me and I think he just saw like my big ass head and big eyes. <laughs> he turned around, man, and his face lit up and, and he signed it. And my two other cousins ran up, he grabbed their ball, signed it. I uh, still got that ball to this day. And nice. for me, it was like, that was the only interaction. It's, you know, it's like a hometown hero. Uh, so did you tell him about that? You know what? It was crazy. I, uh, the first time we did a fundraiser, we did it in, in DC actually. And it was, I got to fly out there with them and, and help out with that. And I mean, it's just wild. Like I just remember just being like, what the heck? Like, um, some, some of these guys, I want to say it was like Corey Booker, like a bunch of like people that are now, making moves and stuff. I want to say we're in email threads and I think we're actually there. It was just bizarre. It was, uh, I was at this, uh, this Chinese food restaurant Thai place in, in DC. We're outside uh, waiting for the ride to come pick us up after mm-hmm. it's all over. And, uh, and not to sound too dramatic, but it's like kind of raining. I was like, Hey mayor, yeah, cause he's moving. He's, there's not a lot of like, like, Hey, like, what did you do for fun as a kid? <laughs> 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 He's got some like stories, right? Yeah. That, that are just amazing and super inspiring. But we're, you know, it's it's work mode, and we're waiting for the car to pick us up. And that's when I told him, I was like, "Hey, man, I gotta tell him this story." I was like, "Hey, you know, I, it's crazy me working for you because I, you know, this is blah blah blah. It's what happened at uh at Hoop It Up." And he was like, "Hey, he didn't. It, I don't know if he remembered it or not, but it was like, damn, that's crazy." And come to find out, you know, he grew up with some of my theos, and there's all these like connections in SAC and. And it was, it was one of those things where it's like, you can tell, you know, maybe when somebody knows your family, they're like, okay, I know your core. I know. Yeah. Like, you know, and you got that, that eye, you want to hustle with me. And, and it was good. It was a good run. And, and he's always been super supportive. And, and, uh, um, that position with him was awesome, man. Like it was just so much, so much craziness and so much like, like just a high level of, a uh, of, of, of execution and sharpness and like, um, preparedness for everything that he went. It was just straight up game day. And, yeah. and everybody at that office, uh, 
was like super inspiring, super inspiring. And, and a lot of that core is still, still together today. Now just beasting on a bunch of other stuff, you mm-hmm. know, developing Oak Park and, um, of course, his restaurants and all those devices. It's, it's, it's beautiful to see. So it was cool. Nah, it's cool for, you know, what he does, you know, for the uh, Oak Park community and, and Sacramento in general. And, you know, uh, nothing, nothing but respect for what he does in the community for sure. Um, so is this so, all right? Because you went to law school. And, you know, we, we talked about this, you know, just, you know, the first time we met. How did you get from the Mayor Johnson? Did you have to go to college or were you already graduated from college when you were with uh, Mayor Johnson and then you went to law school? Or was it college, mayor, law school, or mayor, college, law school? It was, uh, yeah, I finished at Sac State. I ended up wrapping up at Sac State with a, a major in international relations and, and Spanish and then um, worked for mayor. And then I was always thinking, you know, education and, and, and law. You know, I just, it, intellectually, that's like stimulating to me. You know what I mean? And like, just very important from like perspective as a, as a, you know, young Latino male you know, and, you know, I just start to make the connections, you know, like, dang, like, how do we really change things, you know? Um, and, and really the long game is, in my opinion, just education and understanding the law and the dynamics and understanding also, it's not like this, this crazy impossible thing to like wrap your mind around. And I think there's a lot of gatekeepers out there that make these topics seem very intimidating. And, uh, and as, as, you know, in our community is like minorities, especially too. It's like, Ooh, man, like, ah, you gotta be, you gotta be extra smart to do that. Or you, I mean, I just, I, I can't, I had that, that barrier in my brain. So I think working with him and seeing what's possible and seeing that high level of, of intensity and like focus. Um, we even had a conversation at one time and, and uh, he was very instrumental in, in, in kind of guiding me that direction and went to McGeorge right down the street from, you know, from where I had that first meeting with him at, at, at Old Soul in Oak mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. Uh, graduated and uh, did, did a specialization in, in um, um, trial advocacy and appellate work. Uh, got a great job at a, a firm in town. Um, and they were awesome. Um, it's called Dryer Babbage. They do a bunch of cool stuff. And, and uh, I used to and do really, uh, caterings for them. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I was at Bella Brew, and uh, we used to do their uh, annual Christmas catering. Small oh. world. <laughs> oh, man. man. That's really crazy. Yeah, yeah. we first Campora over there. He's, he's, he's the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a whole nother. It was very – I saw similarities between, like, Mayor Johnson and him. Just that, like, that high level of focus. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, all right. Like, kind of kicked me into gear. And, and um, so when I graduated law school, it was um, – I was like, man, the – substantively intellectually stimulating but like i started realizing you know the process of my day is what is important to me i need to be switching it up throughout one day you know i can't like just have one destination so i think that's where the wheel started turning again of like okay this is cool it's something that i enjoy but i don't want to do that like it's, i'm checking off things that like all right i know i don't want a job that's gonna make me report to a desk every day mm-hmm. i know i don't want that now 
what do I want yet? I don't know. You know, and that's when I kept, you know, kind of kept moving and shaking. And uh, I think a, a, a pivotal moment for me is kind of when I've had these moments of like, what do I do next? Uh, was soon after I went to Cape Verde Islands where my, where my dad's side is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, just saved and just grinded like throughout law school. I worked three jobs. I mean, I was, worked at that firm full-time during the day. And then, um, I bartended at, at dive bar at night. And then I, I got a little, uh, gig through the property management company to like clean the apartment complex that I lived in for like half off rent. So I was grinding just stacking. I knew, uh, once, um, law school stuff was over, I wanted to head to Cape Verde Islands and try to reconnect with the family that my dad, uh, lost track of in probably like the seventies or something. 60s. What, what is it? Cape, Cape Ferd? Cape like uh like Cabo, so or it's C A P E, mm, and okay, then okay. Verde, like Verde. Okay, Verde. Okay. Verde, yeah. Okay. So, right off the coast of Senegal. Okay. And my uh, my family's from the island of Brava. Okay. And uh, so, <clears throat> so <laughs> your life is all over the place, man. So. <laughs> So you, so you, you're doing the in the morning. You're doing the law. At night, you're doing the um, the the bartending at dive bar, and then you're cleaning. You're the maintenance man at your apartment complex. Yeah, it's crazy. So you man. really don't like sleeping. Okay, I got you. Nah. Uh, we we established <laughs> that. All right. I enjoy it now. Now that the years are. are <laughs> I'm like, me too, I'm, man. I'm really counting and trying to get them in, man. Cause I, I, it definitely had an effect on like, you know, just your, your overall happiness in, in the consistency, you know, like is good sleep, you know? So well, I know 10 mom, years ago, I, I was the first guy to tell you I'll sleep when I die. I was yeah. that guy. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, I gotta get at least six in. So we were going from, yeah. So you got these three jobs where it's taking up probably about 20 hours of your day. And then you're like, fuck it. Here's, you know, this business opportunity at, you know, in the middle of K and 24th. <laughs> you know, like, well, how did you get to the? It's a house. It's an actual yeah. house. You yeah. know, so yeah. and that's all. I, I'm not even gonna get into the permit pro- part of how you guys got this house to be a bar. But <laughs> how did um, you get from law school to the Flamingo House? Yeah. So, um, a real kind of quick shift was yeah. When law school ended, I took that trip. Went out to a Cape Islands for a couple months and had some like just, just amazing pivotal moments where I was able to like find the house where my dad's family's from and family still live there, which is crazy. I've got this okay. picture of like 19, I think it was like in the fifties with my great grandmother in front of the house. And then now, now I'm in front of it for real. Uh, and I'm the first one in my generation uh, to go back. Um, oh, wow. Went back solo and just kind of asked around and, <clears throat> Uh, anyway, so it was a beautiful trip. And when I came back, I, uh, uh, my, my, my good friend and, and now business partner, Matthew Bird, he, uh, was like, yo man, let's go get lunch. Let's talk about this crazy trip you went on. 
because uh, we we worked together when I came back from South America. So he's like, man, I got something crazy happened. Like, let's let's go get lunch and, and, and talk some talk some shit. And uh, we went to Formoli's. Actually, shout out Amel. Yeah, Amel, um, shout out. And uh, we uh, we got some lunch over there. And I was telling him about the trip and just how I was just wanted to put a pause on 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 um, deciding to like work full time in law and just try to figure it out. And it really started with him being like, "Yo, you want to let me go show you something?" Because him, my other partner Bobby and Christian, they 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 already had the ball rolling for a few months on it. And he said, let me show you something. I'm like, yeah, we went over there and it looked like shit. It looked like shit inside. I was just like, damn, this is, this is dope. But who, what, like, how are y'all going to get this together? <laughs> and he's, I was like, man, this is crazy. It was cold. I swear it felt haunted. Uh, and um, he, it was right after lunch. Yeah, we went and go check it out. And he was like, you know, we kept just kind of talking about it. And that's when he was like, hey, man, you want to come through and help just paint? And then we just started, you know, rapping. And I was like, man, I really need somebody that I could trust to, like, help with the bar program. I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. Like, I mean, I'm still trying to figure stuff out. And then just kind of like with the mayor's office, just kind of like just rolled, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and next, you know, um, you know, help uh, build it as a co-founder and became director of operations. And then we had a um, – the chance for Darling Aviary mm-hmm. uh, we were about two years into to Flamingo or a year and a half. So who uh, came to you with that Darling Aviary uh, uh, project or was it just, did they see Flamingo house? Like, I, I don't know who the developers down on your end is, but um, yeah, you know, what, what was the, did somebody come to you guys and like, Hey, we like what you're doing in Midtown. Can you bring it to Doco? You know? Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what happened. Uh, DNS, uh, Bay Miri over there, he approached us and said, Hey man, I, I, I've kind of known, I've kind of made contact with all you separately through different, you know, different ways over the past years. And now I see you guys all together on this project and it's taken off. And Flamingo was just purring at that time and doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Our staff just killed it. And we were able to kind of have this cool little cultural shift um, and like develop a nice little, um, area and like help add to the, to the area of 24th and K. And, um, so yeah, he approached us and said, Hey man, um, why don't you check out this spot? And we went to go look at it. And, you know, I was like, I'm sure you too see. So you're always thinking, right? Like, you know, if you're in your restaurant or you're, you're maybe having a beer, like you're always thinking about different concepts and yeah. formats and, and, you know, so we're always, man, wouldn't that be cool to have this or that? And th- there's all these separate conversations. Once we saw the, the layout of, of uh, what is now Darling Aviary, we're like, oh, this, we got to go with the aviary um, concept and theme. And then, you know, all the brains come together. We mm-hmm. have a bunch of different, you know, personalities in our, in our partnership. And they really um, came together and just came up with this crazy idea. And we got to work and and then now it's now it's we open October in the heat of COVID, which is crazy. Um, and really tried to do it delicately so we can keep people safe. And um, and it was it was a year that I think beat us all up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you know, to look back and be like, okay, well, we survived through we sur- had Flamingo survive through this trying time, and then mm-hmm. we were also able to open up the project that we started working on before COVID. You know which is crazy because a lot of people are like, 
why would you do that during COVID? It's like, that was not the plan at all. <laughs> well, not the plan me, at all. Me neither, man. Right? <laughs> and I opened two. <laughs> crazy. crazy. It's like, when you opened up two, especially during that time, you're like, yay. Yeah. It's, it's very anticlimactic. Yeah, it's just like, yay, and like, how do I keep everybody separate? <laughs> It's just like it's, we got PTSD still from it, man. Yeah. It's like, um, but uh, but it was it, it like to see, especially see certain businesses make it through that um, has been special, and for us, it's been really special and like kind of a lighthearted story, which is I'm dead serious. Like you know, you get through a you go through a bunch of like you know, ups and downs, and you know, there's personal stuff, there's business stuff, there's you know, bringing employees together is mm-hmm. like you know, as a, as a family and having that tight knit crew, um, that we, that we started off with and we still strive to have, uh, it's a lot of work, right? Sometimes it's easier just to like, you know, block people off and you know what I'm saying? And just, we sell this, we get money for this and keep it very, you know, but that's yeah. just work that way. We want to have personality and like respect other, you know, folks is like human, man. And like, we're all getting through this. So anyway, so that having that culture uh, was really instrumental in like getting us through the pandemic. And, uh, but when we across like some, some like just really shitty times, I would always dead serious. When I thought about doing it, I just lawyer mode kick in before we even started Flamingo for just my personal decision on whether to, to really go in on it. I wrote, I mean, I'd say 20 pages of like all the potential outcomes, mm-hmm. right? And dead serious. I mean, I went, I went ham to the point where like my partner sometimes like, yo, it could just stop. <laughs> this and that, that, this and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, you know, when the two, you know, really the two things I came up with was like in the, what I was looking for is the way we fail. Like, how do yeah. we, how do we fail at this? Like, what, what are the real threats? And number one was uh, just our egos. You know what I mean? Not only as partners, but as a collective, you know, unit, it's, it's like, if we, you know, make sure to just keep an eye on the ego and make sure to like re- remove as much of that from any problem solving, usually you can figure a problem out. You know what I mean? So, so one was like, the one way we fail is, is because of us. Mm-hmm. And number two, and I would always say it lightheartedly at the end of a meeting, like always be like, number two, like global catastrophe, like a pandemic, but like, what are the chances? And everybody would like laugh. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like four years ago. Like, mm-hmm years before a pandemic and I always end it with like, yeah, it's just, we beat us or like a, or like a pandemic, but like one of the chances and everybody would laugh. And right. Wow. When happened, uh, my partners were like, get the hell away from me, man. Get the hell away from me. Stop talking. You're making these predictions and shit. You know what I mean? It was just a trip to like, it was kind of funny, but not, it was like, Oh, did shit. you put pandemic in your business plan? It, not pandemic. It was global catastrophe. For example, like this, like that, like a pandemic. Da, da, da. Like it was wow. like wow, because the only way, like yeah, economic collapse, like mm-hmm. you know, attached to like all this other stuff. And that's getting that dark world. But I was genuinely like, how do we, how do we fail? Like really, yeah. You know, everything else was like that's why I was so confident. I think we all were confident on it because it was like everything else was like fixable. Yeah. Like, you know, so like, let's do it. Why not? It would be silly for us not to do this. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride, man. And now we're, now we're, 
moving along and seeing <laughs> of this shit. Yeah, man. Um, so we got so <laughs> you go you're all over the place. You're just like me, man. Uh, <laughs> so we got the flamingo house. Start some like timeline. Yeah, you got you got darling aviary, and then you know pandemic. You open up during the pandemic, and now you got this this movie. Uh, adapting history. Where did this come about for like, and Man. where did you have the time to even do this? Because I'm sure you still got, you, you still, you know, cleaning the maintenance guy somewhere. I, I, I got a feeling that you still maintenance guy somewhere too, on top of being a lawyer, bartender, uh, owner of two different, you know, bar slash restaurants. And now you do it. <laughs> and this is, you know, like we might be laughing right now, but before we came on, I told you how important I think this video is. So tell us a little bit about adapting history and how you started it. Man, thank you, Cecil. I know it's uh my 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 family, all the ones closest to me because of what you just covered. They're just like sometimes I say hi and they're like, just don't like don't tell me there's something you're thinking about. Don't tell me. Like, just like, just shut up. Just sit there. Let's just look at each other. You know, like, it's like, because sometimes it's like, squirrel, squirrel, you know. But uh, anyway, I'm really trying to, uh, these projects, I mean, they're not like just, let me try that, try that. Like, you know, they're, they've got feet. And Flamingo House is rolling, aviary rolling. And this new uh, project that um, really my my partner on the project, uh, Dalak Brathwaite, really good friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other since childhood and really became close. He's a UC Davis alum, talented, amazing poet, actor, rapper, producer. I mean, he's just cr crazy. So um, this is the guy that was acting in the the, the movie. Exactly. He okay. plays all the roles in yep. the movie. Mm -hmm. um, so he's just been killing it. And he's somebody that, you know, we've really over the years at all the time we come together and, and go on a hike or like, just, just talk, man, and talk ideas and talk like more, you know, high level, not high level, like to sound bougie, but like zoomed out stuff. Like, 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 what are we doing? What are you doing? What's our goals? Like what, you know what I mean? Like, how do we like maneuver and like manipulate some of these variables in business and education? And, you know, he's got his world of the arts and minds more and, you know, has been more in like business and law. And um, I think both of us really share that passion for education and seeing how important it is uh, to like, to share, you know, share the information and help one another tell our stories, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, one of those things that we always talk about is definitely like a lot of things connected to like socioeconomic positioning and development and like, uh, he, he was like on deaf poets when we were kids, you know, with, uh, most deaf and just killed mm -hmm. it twice. It's just like crazy talented. Um, so we were hiking one day, man. And he's like, yo, uh, we start talking about, you know, just the usual. Yeah. Well, all the, all the, that I just referenced. And, and, uh, he's like, yo, I, he got a, he just got a, at that time it was two years ago. He got a full ride to uh, NYU to become a composer. He's okay. like, he told me this, <laughs> like dropped this on me like yeah by the way you know just like what that's crazy like 
like young brother from Sacramento now going to NYU on a full ride to become a composer. Like what? Uh. Like, like, why are you this sleeper cell? Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. Man. And uh, he's just so humble. And anyway, so he said, yeah, man, um, we started talking. He's like, yeah, well, damn, I got this grant to do some type of educational like program. Cause you know, as an artist, he's been really, uh, you know, he'll get a, he'll get a grant and then he'll perform in a city or state to fill all these like art grants. And that's how, you know, he's made a living and along with doing, you know, different shows and, and, and spoken word shows and all the above anyway. So you see, yeah, there's this grant. I mean, and then our brains started rolling. We're like, yo, well shoot worst case scenario. Uh, this is a grant that we can use to help us uh, go to West Africa and research the origin of percussion and bring it together with a, with a piece that he had developed um, called adapting history. That was like um, kind of mixed with his personal narrative, but also um, these educational pieces that are very connected to, you know, substance abuse, um, prison reform, you know, like all these things that really affect uh, mostly folks of color and people in underserved communities. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful piece. And anyway, we kind of melded the two. So we went out, uh, one, I kind of thought like, man, we could use, you know, we use Flamingo House, we use the establishments to, to maybe get some of these liquor companies to bring, you know, to bring some resources so we could raise money and create a, 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 a really dope project. So mm. uh, it started off with a little bit of, little bit of dough uh, from this really cool nonprofit out in New York, the Mandavi Center, UC Davis jumped on and said, we love it. We'll do a, a presenting partnership with the Mandavi. Um, the Montalvo School of Arts in the Bay was like, yo, we are down. So we were able to raise some money. We made a pact with each other that, hey, man, until we provide a, a polished, dope project, like we're going to put everything into it, everything we raise, everything needs to get into it. Because people are expecting a $5,000 project. Mm-hmm. We bring our resources together, get creative and use Flamingo House, use Darling Aviary, leverage some of those relationships that, you know, I have in the alcohol world and say, Hey, alcohol people, do you care about education? Yeah. I'm like trying to fill those two, you know, and bring, and bring them, you know, put pressure on one another to like do dope shit. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them were very supportive. So anyway, long story short, we, um, we flew out to, to Senegal and uh, shout out to PPS. He's like the, just the, the young, like beast hip hop, like grandfather out there. And uh, he, we met him at the car and he just plugged us on learning about so much stuff, especially with in relation to percussion and how it was really, you know, given roots and spirit in West Africa. And, mm-hmm went to Cape Verde islands and, uh, where my, where my, uh, pop side is from. And, and, uh, there's a family called the Alino family that took me in the first time I was there and they got music connections. So all of a sudden it was just, there was all these music connections nice. and, and music and education. So, uh, we went out there and just gathered so much information, um, brought it back. And then we were like, okay, cool. Now we got to write this play. Uh, and originally it was a playwright, um, that got disrupted by, uh, COVID, because it's like okay, if we write a play and Dalek, you're, uh, you're he he writes it and composes and performs, 
we can't do it at the Mandavi for kids. So initially we're like, man, do we do like some Dave Chappelle shit and do it at a farm or like, <laughs> about everything? And uh, him and I have always talked in these conversations that we're always having every now and then on hikes and just all over the phone, like about making a movie or something. He's like, yo, why don't we just, let's just do it. Like yeah. try to turn it into something. So uh, we, um, uh, it was really dope. Uh, the, uh, the Guild Theater pretty much donated it the whole theater space to us for, for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, Alec made some changes in, in the, the playwright to make it into an educational film. And essentially what we're doing in this educational film is uh, using history to teach music and music to teach history. Mm-hmm. And we want to let kids know, um, and, and actually young adults and like older adults. I mean, see, so I'm so glad you got a chance to see it. Cause you see like how it has nods to like very like, Childish stuff, you know, yeah. very innocent, but then also, um, we don't want to sell our youth short mm-hmm. and expect too little from them. Like, we they should be able to deal with some layers, yeah. So, we also try to, like, you know, there's some stuff that would be maybe considered more adult type of learning that is that is met with that, like, uh, kind of childlike approach in some parts of the movie, yeah. I, I think, I think it's educational on the part where. You know, like my fourteen year old son needs to see it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I I hope, you know, I'm gonna sit down with my daughter and show it to her as well. She's five. But I think that, you know, in this world of, you know, cell phones and internets, you know, like the the educational system, they get away with, you know, like all right, this is, you know, they're still doing the same shit in school that we, you know, there's some things like harassment and bullying. They, they take on, you know, a little bit earlier, you know, um, and you know, like telling, uh, versus tattling that kind of stuff. But there's still like a divide between, you know, like the history and like why black people and Hispanics are really here in, Mm -hmm. in America. You know what I mean? Like it's still, you know, my, when I show my son, he's probably going to be like, is this for real? You know what I mean? Because, you know, from a young age, they're on these cell phones. That's all they do. And it's and these cell phones are geared to whatever they want. So whatever they're typing in is what they're going to get back. Yeah. So it takes one of these films and it's a powerful film and it's short, but it's so powerful. That's all you need. You know what I mean? Like you guys gave me all I needed to be like, oh, I'm going to watch this on the way home too. You know? Oh, and when I get home, you know, I'm going to tell my son, hey, give me 39 minutes of your time. We're sitting down and we're watching this. You know what I mean? So uh, not not to cut this off short, but um, there is a trailer. Um, I'm going to put it in our description because – I don't know how to use this zoom thing and I'm sorry, man, but I, I do have your trailer. I'm going to put it on our, on our, uh, coming in hot, uh, social media pages, uh, when we do post this, but there's a few things. Um, we are doing a collab. I want you guys to tell everybody what this collab is, what we're doing. Um, yeah, this, this go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's dope, yeah, because we connected on this on this collab, man. And now it's like there's a bunch of stuff we're sharing with one another, and that's yeah. like that's the beauty of it. And uh, yeah, we're both on K Street. Um, 
and uh, it's this K Street collab, and mm-hmm. and we've we've really struck a chord at, at Darling Aviary with like you know having a good um, like just a really good approach to this little cheeseburger menu, you know, mm-hmm. keeping it keeping it very simple. And a lot of people I think are confused. They come in, and it's like, oh wow, like this should be fine dining. I'm on a rooftop. This this isn't usually within sack, and they don't understand. It's like that's not what we do. We do. Mm-hmm. Do we want to set a vibe and have mm-hmm. good music and hopefully we can start getting people to dance and have more people here pretty soon. But anyway, so we want something like kind of cute, approachable that you can eat. And we've been really working on this burger program. And now to like team up with you, Nash and Proper and uh, Cecil came in, came in hot with some, <laughs> some, with some recipes the other day, man. It just provided us a feast and Nashified, uh, just a, 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 our our burger program. So yeah. um, we're gonna yeah nashify some of the burgers, mm-hmm. nashify some some fry action, and then um, we took some of uh, those delicious spices of yours and um, nashified some some cocktails. You know yeah. that, uh, and, and some of the cocktails are kind of meant to to bring down the heat and cool mm-hmm. you off. Some uh, some like that like that nashilada. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll spice you up for sure, man. So it's going to be fun to yeah. bring that together. And I'm, see, so I'm super excited. Me too, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, on, so the, on the 10th. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing it September 10th through 12th. Um, you know, when, when Darling Aviary, uh, well, you guys open for to, you know, close pretty much. Um, yeah. Are you going to keep the burgers? Because you were saying that. Um, after certain hours, you kind of cut off the burgers and you just do the fries and drinks. Are you going to keep the burgers all, all night? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep the burgers. I think our cutoffs going to be like nine or 10 PM Okay, for burgers to make sure, uh, you know, it's tough, tough staffing these days and stuff like that. We want to be able to deliver a solid product and not overextend, uh, the team and stuff. So, um, we'll be. Yeah, it'll be that Friday from 4 p.m. to 9 or 10 p.m. Uh, for the burgers. And we'll, I think it'll be 9 probably. And then okay. um, that Saturday, Sunday um, from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. Okay. And we'll just be cranking them out, man, and, and, and building that bridge between uh, National Proper and Darling Avery area on K Street and getting people going. Yeah, and and get you know like uh, I, I hope some of the other you know businesses uh, we we did DMC ice cream um, we're doing Darling Aviary. I just want to get people involved. I want to get people excited about coming to the K. Um, you know, just just catching a vibe. You know, knowing that you know like even over the weekend, I reached out to my social media team. And I'm like, we we just posted something with our loaded fries and then all of a sudden we start getting, you know, all these DMs about everybody else every everybody else's chicken fries are better and I was like, "Can we just post something cuz we're cool with everybody." You know, yeah, like yeah. just post something so my, you know, uh Jake, he put together just this simple post, you know, Kiki's yeah. and Nash and Proper and Hot Boys, you know, yeah. it's all family. Like there's no we're all in this together. This last 2 years, if you still beefing over some shit, I don't even want to be in your in <laughs> in your in your face or anywhere near you. Yeah. This shit yeah. could end like overnight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it and it almost did. 
So For I'm sure. not beefing over no hot chicken or fried chicken or anything. I just want to show as much love to everybody that I can. And I'm a day. I just want to say thank you for, you know, just being a cool dude, man. You know, like, and I think we just click, like we, just, we, you know, like I, I don't know if we ever met, you know, I think when dive bars around, I was either in San Francisco or I was just doing my chef shit. So yeah. I wasn't really out doing, doing the drinking and in Sacramento, I was in Roseville doing all that, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, it was great to, you know, like just meet you for the first time. You know, and just get your story and, you know, you got to come back though. You got to come back because we didn't even get to the games. I, we, yeah. we do top fives. We do all kinds yeah. of shit. Yeah. And, you know, outline. I need, I need to stick. <laughs> that one, well, that was the outline. If, if producer Ash was here, you know, she would have been all over. She would have been like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta keep going." You know, you, you know. But when she's out here, we just, we just vibe. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I talk to her sometimes, I'll, I'll be, I'll be going. I'm like, wait, wait, hold that. Let me do this. And then she's like, her eyes kind of go like that. I'm like, okay, sorry. Let me. Yeah, hey, you excited though, man. Thank you, Cecil, man. It's it's a uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you and and uh, and working together, man. And like you, genuinely, I mean, you could see we were actually talking about the other day, like when you when you came through and threw down on all those uh on all those uh, recipes, and you know we're doing the tasting and stuff. Like, there's a genuine like taste this, and like I was watching you give somebody a taste of something. It was actually Bird, and he was like, mm. and it's like you genuinely were like. Like, it was like, step back, smile, like, damn. Like, you know, because sometimes, like, you bartenders or, or chefs or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all right, it's all right. Yeah. Like, oh, you like that? Oh, yeah, cool. So that's still a little something. Mm-hmm. But it was like, there's a genuine, like, like it. you can see it when somebody wants to create something for somebody and yeah. genuinely want them to enjoy it. Yeah. Not just give them, like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Like, just to just yeah. give a little pat on the back, like, ceremonial pat on the back. Mm-hmm. It's like. You know, uh, and that just shows through, man. And, and actually with what you're doing too, and like bringing people together, man, why are we like, why is it like gotta be, everyone's competitive. We're all doing this shit because we want to be good at something yeah. and hopefully you could be the best. But like the pettiness sometimes it's like, man, it's standing in our way as a city too to develop. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's not going to work out. Hey man, yeah. it's not going to work out this time, but we can come back around and work on some other shit. And, uh, and that, that, that was dope, you know, meeting each other and, and actually, you know, you see it like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's yep. try to fix it or yep. come back around to it next time. Shit. It's like, it's not that serious. Yeah. Shit. It's and, like, and, and the, uh, the, 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 yeah, I, I, I will get to the um, coming in hot portion of this, but it's always good when we could just go our separate ways, then come back and it's like, okay, you did this, you did this. And you're like, why don't you, you know, like some people you work with, you like, but we talked about this. Like, what? You could have called me yesterday and I could have came back another day, but thank you for being on top of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm going to you, at the end, uh, I'm going to have to tell you to keep it short, but at the end, we come in hot. It's on any topic that you want to talk about. It could be political. It could be funny. It could be food related. It could be bar related. But I'm a day you. It is time to come in hot. What you got? <laughs> uh, man, I guess shit. What? Just go. Just go. How, how long do I got? What? 
You got two minutes. Let's, let's say two minutes. Uh, I think just right now I want to come in hot on just uh, just everyone's approach. I think just in like social settings, at a bar, at a restaurant, you know, just running into people at the damn gas station. It's uh, just two things, not to get too, you know, too mushy about it. But, uh, man, we just all got to, like, come together and have, like, a sense of curiosity and a little bit of empathy, you know what I mean? And, uh, like, wonder, like, what is that like? What, you know, how does that person feel? You know, some some empathy on, like, you know, those around us, you know what I'm saying? And not to, like, we we don't got to go, like, you know, just be kumbaya all the time. Sometimes things get intense, but at the end of the day, it's like coming out of what we just came out of. Uh, let's just do some dope shit. And yeah. when it doesn't work, like scratch it and come back again. And, or if you come in and you, you, you visit a restaurant or a bar or whatever, know that people are going through some shit. Yeah. People are confused. People are like still trying to figure out whether or not shit's going to reverse again. And we're not going to be able to come and see each other and eat at places and shit like that. So fucking enjoy it man and know that everyone's like for the most part trying their best and when they're not you can tell you just tell them to go away for the day man and come back, <laughs> come back another, we gotta day. do it every day on the k yeah <laughs> no, I, I gotta do it to myself you know <laughs> myself i yep. take my ass on put my ass on time out for the day yeah uh and, and rest and do whatever i gotta do mm-hmm. uh, to center myself so i can give people my best or at least you know show that i'm giving my best but i think it really starts with a sense of curiosity and empathy for one another in one other situation. So, uh, that's me coming in hot right there. Man. That's hot. That's hot as shit. Uh, go ahead and plug all your shit. Uh, <laughs> this might be a long list, but I did <laughs> get all your plugs out, you know, all your socials, your websites, uh, you know, anything, everything you need to plug. What's up? Oh, 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 okay. Uh, we got darling aviary. Uh, at Darling Aviary, Instagram, Flamingo House, at Flamingo House Sack, and uh, Adapting History. We're still working on really getting that social. We we uh, we have it, but it's not as tailored as it really needs to be because we, uh, we've we been dealing with how we're going to distribute it and still trying to get eyes on it and show mm-hmm. people, put some final touches on it. But um, but that's uh, at Adapting History um, on Instagram as well. So, um, and I'm at Amadeo underscore G. Um, if anybody ever has any like questions or, or any like kids out there wondering like, how the hell do you do this? How the hell do you open, open a restaurant or, you know, make a movie and do all this shit? It, nobody knows. Everybody's figuring that shit out as they go along. And I am too. So Sometimes uh, but you just got to do it. Questions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I do the same thing. I'm always at chef seats. If you got any questions about anything, do not go to the Nash and Proper DMs because those are lit. Um, and you can always <laughs> you can always holler at me. Uh SFCs, like I just said, www.nashandproper.com for those delicious mouthwatering hot chicken sandwiches at Nash and Proper at Nash at coming in hot. And uh, you know, just thank you for coming through, Dayu. Really appreciate you, man. Um, you know, be checking out our social medias at Darling Aviary at Nash and Proper so you can get uh, full details about the collab going on. Uh, Dayu, if you need any help with adapting history, like I'm, I'm here for you. I don't know what the hell I can do, but 
You know, if you got some that you, you want us to throw up on our social media, I'm all down for that because, like I said, um, that needs to be seen by everybody in the world. Thank you. Straight sister. up. Very special. Thank you, man. Thank all right, you. man. I'll holler at you. Um, thanks for uh, thanks to Live from Airplay Beats for the closeout music. Peace. <laughs>